the show today, let's go ahead and run through some of that good old chat recap. We had a pretty good conversation going on in the house yesterday afternoon when we were live at what? I don't know, sometime in the afternoon, but it was pretty good either way. Let's go and see what we got. First off, we had Nylon Camel in the house. Thank you so much for gifting the can. Sometimes you do get a little bit thirsty here on the air. We're not talking about that kind of thirsty, guys, but we are talking about another kind. <laughs> and absolutely, yes, we love President Trump, too, as well, here at The Sea Report. Stax Double X was in the house. Good to see you as well. Liz Garcia, my sweet, it is always good to see you. Whenever you can stop in and pay us a visit, we're most happy. Just V, the angel from above. Hi, Mr. C, you're early today. Yes, I was a little bit early yesterday, and I'm a little bit late today. I hope you don't mind. Um, I know some people have asked or had said about, you know, when is a C report going to go live? I was pretty steady on when I first started this project. No, uh, but uh, at least on the Foxhole app, because we are live on the Foxhole app tonight. We are live on Trovo and Twitch as well. Um, let me tell you which two don't matter, right? No, but um, yeah, it's just, you know, it's a little bit... Uh, I guess, I guess it's a little bit easier to kind of like uh, schedule yourself at random times when you're controlling your show, but you have so many different things going on sometimes, uh, whether it's like uh, errands that are necessary, doctor's appointments or work, because um, yeah, work can be very random in my parts of town. Uh, sometimes I have to ha use and uh, use that flexibility, flex those scheduling muscles. So I definitely appreciate anyone who can uh, come on board and tag along whenever I am live. Now, for a fact, if you would like to um, be in the know of when the C report is going live, I would have to say go over to pill.net become a follower of Mr. C. Now, I don't expect that anyone who follows or listens or subscribes or is even a fan of the C Report is a follower. I would subscribe that anyone who listens to this program, this show, this news analysis breakdown is a leader themselves. You guys are not followers. None of you guys are followers. So that's why I just to use that word, that phrase, that terminology, that nomenclature that the millennial age of social media has gotten its used to, it just does not sit well with me. I barely, barely, barely escaped the label of millennial. In fact, some people would still consider me that. Um, I, I personally think I was born just a little bit too early to be considered that. But uh, you know millennials love their followers. And I have nothing against millennials, dated a lot of them. But, um, you know, that's just that. And so I just do follower doesn't sit well with me because growing up, even into my adulthood, through my adolescence, I was never a follower, never a follower, never went along with the most popular people, never went along with what everyone loved the most. That was just not my style, guys. And so I really don't think that any people who listen to this show are as well because I wouldn't think about you guys that way. But... Off of that soapbox, I would most definitely like to say, if you would like to know when the C Report is going live, definitely subscribe. I can deal with subscribe, right? I can, I can deal with subscribe as long as you don't got a whole lot of issues. You know what I mean? <laughs> but yes, yeah, so subscribe to Mr. C TV over at pill.net and make sure you hit that bell 
because that way every time I schedule an episode, whether it's uh, the C Report or Mr. C in the Dark or a watch party or anything else I got going on live, you will be notified immediately about when I'm going live because after all, over at my website, I don't have what uh, an email list yet, although I'm working on it. Working on an email list because uh, you know a lot of the uh, a lot of the big shows, the big time guys, they uh, they would have their email lists set up just in case they got censored, just in case they got banned. I mean, I'm working off of a platform that I don't even have to worry about that with. So I don't know. Maybe I'm kind of taking advantage of that, but I would say at least go over to Pill.net, become a subscriber, not a follower. None of you guys are followers. If you're listening to my show, you're not a follower. You're a leader. And uh, and yeah, go ahead and do that. Hit that bell. Let's see. We got a troll coming in. Ooh. The USA is crazy. Greetings from Europe. That comes from Manfred Maxilinx. What's going on over there in Europe, Manfred Maxilinx? Welcome to the Sea Report. Yes, the United States. We're crazy, but not crazy enough to slap our presidents in the face uh, via Macron, right? <laughs> I bet you saw that, didn't you? I, I wish I wish and hope uh, we had a listener over from France by the name of uh, P34V3EY. Did I get that right without even reading it, Micah? Um, over there in France. And uh, your president just got B-slapped. Like, I'm sure all of you guys saw that. That was... Uh... Oh, man. Would anyone ever do that to someone in the United States? What would happen if someone had slapped Barack Obama like that? He might have enjoyed it. And I'm not saying that Macron did not. (laughs) But he might have enjoyed it. I mean, you know, some people are kind of into that kind of thing. You know what I mean? I'm sure they are. At least I'm not judging. You know, I mean, most definitely some people are not. But either way, it was good TV. It was very entertaining. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll leave that there. What what else is this uh, this individual saying? Okay, okay, they're coming in streaming hard. I'm from Austria. Oh, welcome from the Ottoman Empire. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, not from France. Oh, I didn't say that you were. It's okay, but it's all right. Uh, yes. Okay, wait, wait, wait. We're, we're going to analyze because we're at the head of the show. So we get to do some of this interaction before we get into the report. So, and we're on at 730. We're on a little bit later than we usually are. We're usually on about 3, 334 o'clock Texas time. And uh, since we're on at 730, I kind of get to like, you know, relax into the show. We could go for an hour. We could go for two hours. We could go for as long as you want right now, but th- maximum three hours. Okay. Uh, so let's see, what is Manfred, my friend, Maxalinx, got to say? He says that he's from Austria, so welcome, welcome from Austria. Love that we have an Austrian listener. Um, they say that the United States is crazy because we only have two parties. But good that you are think I'm from France. Yeah, well, you know what, buddy? You're right. We have two parties, and and my friend Manfred, you know... It should not even be based on parties. I know I know what you're thinking, buddy. It shouldn't even be based on two parties. But these two parties, as I'm sure if Austria is aware, we could only hope that Americans are aware that, uh, yeah, these both parties are controlled by the same, you know, uh, the same entity. It took us a long time, my friend Manfred. It took us a long, long time for us to figure out that the two parties are part of the same fix. 
But finally, Americans have woken up to it in mass because at least a third of the country recognizes it. And not just because they voted for Donald Trump, but because they voted for Donald Trump because of that reason. So, yes, well, I hope you enjoy the rest of the program, the rest of the show. That's another thing I like saying is program because I'm not here trying to program you guys. That's not my job. My job is just to get you a good analysis on some headlines that are coming out there because you know what? Sometimes the headlines are bad. Sometimes the headlines are false. Sometimes the headlines lie to you. But when you're lucky, you find really good headlines that we can just really dig into. And I've had a lot of requests for digging lately. And uh, we'll see where we get on that. Now, on the flip side, I hope that the sound is coming out good. We're working on that here at the Sea Report. I've gotten a lot of feedback over the last... In fact, I'm kind of scared to play video clips for you guys because, uh, I mean, I, I have not just heard that my video clip sound bites come out terrible, quite deplorable, and not deplorable in the kind of basket that you want, but deplorable in the sense that you don't want to listen to it. And you know what? When I went back and I heard my, my sound clips, yeah... I was kind of the same way, kind of in the same boat, guys, but we're working on it. We'll see how that goes, uh, but just let me know. I'm trying to get some updates over here to make sure um, I should be live on all streams. Oh, actually, Manfred, I just realized you're on DLive. I thought you were on Twitch. Sorry. We rarely have DLive uh, uh, audience coming through the C-Report, so welcome, welcome, and thank you for being on DLive. I appreciate you, guy. I appreciate you being there. Let's see what we got here. Okay, and the show's just beginning, so here we go, guys. Here we go. Let's go ahead and get through the chat recap uh, so we can get straight into... Uh, here we go. That's what I'm looking for. There we go. That's what I want. That's what I want. Okay, okay. Before we get into the chat recap, let me just say hello to some people. Uh, Joy for Trump. Howdy do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just V. Good to see you, man. Gotta love it. Jen K. Canadian Bird, I most appreciate you coming on in strong. I like it. I like it. I like it. Okay. Let's go, guys. Let's go. All right. So let's finish up with our chat recap. We had uh, Just V uh, coming in. Yes, I was early yesterday, late today. Gatorman9611 donated 100 gold pills to the Sea Report. Most thank you, Gatorman9611. Always appreciate that. Can always use it. Uh, did I mention that I'm saving up my gold pills for a better sound system? All right. And then Just V came in because you know what? Just V can tell when I'm thirsty. <laughs> I don't know. She's got some kind of a some kind of telepathic connection to me. The tombstone. Where can we find the petitions in Texas to sign for the audit? So what that question was about is that you guys probably know here at the C Report we cover the election audits pretty much exclusively. It's not intentional. It's just as much news as I can fit in into like an hour to two hours, it's election audit news. I can't get to the rest of the headlines. It's a curse, I tell you, a curse. Uh, but Texas is looking at doing these audits as well. So I think I passed that information along to Tombstone. It was uh, um, uh, auditvotetexas.com or something. I, don't, I can't remember what it was. I told you what it was. But then Tombstone said specifically in San Antonio, you know Tombstone, um, I don't know if you're just trying to figure out where I live, or um, if you live in San Antonio, if you live in San Antonio, Tombstone, let's have coffee sometime so I can see what your face looks like. Um, but let me tell you what, uh, this is an online only thing, my friend. <laughs> if you'd like to go to coffee, just ask. And then, of course, Tombstone has to say, your audio is awful. I appreciate the feedback, sir. I know you care and you're just giving me a lookout. Just V says, yes. 
Jekyll Island was the fraud. Absolutely, just V. And let me tell you what. Jekyll Island and its creature from and, you know, the other senators and congressmen that met there on Jekyll Island. That is the stuff that woke me up. We're going back to what it was the summer of this is like picture this San Antonio 2005. Mr. C learns about the creature from Jekyll Island and the Federal Reserve Central Bank of America run by Western back central bankers. And he wakes up. That was the picture for me. If you can picture it, take me back to 2005, right? And uh, that's when I woke up. It was that specifically, you know, uh, when I was living in Austin, um, um, the dude who wrote the book, The Creature from Jekyll Island, uh, 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 let me think of his name. Let me think of his name. I can't think of his name. I met the man. <laughs> That's pretty bad, right? I met the man. I got a picture with him over in my photo box somewhere. Um, I watched. He gave a, he gave one of his speeches on the Federal Reserve. Uh, she's probably gonna throw it in the. <laughs> she's probably gonna throw it in the box somewhere. But yeah, no. I mean, um, 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 oh, it's gonna it's gonna haunt me. It is going to haunt me, guys. Like, don't let it haunt me because it's gonna. Whoa, we got a polar bear on the screen. What is going on? Things just get a little bit wacky here at the Sea Report when we're on after five o'clock. What is going on? Oh, go away, polar bear. Poop. Okay, there we go. That's a little bit more like it. Okay, so um, you know, it was it was. Uh, I mean, you know. We see this guy. We, we've heard him go on. What is going on here? Give me just a sec. After dinner time, it's, it's all bets are off, right? Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, so after, yeah, so that's what, what are we trying to say here? Okay, give me just, give me just a sec. I gotta get everything working again. Everything is falling apart, but that's okay. Uh, I used to say it wouldn't be a sea show without things like that, but you know what? There it is. I found it. I found it. Okay, cool. Here we go. Let me, let me get this taken care of real quick. And let me get that back up there real quick. Okay, I think I just got too excited is what was going on. All right, I apologize, Guy. Okay, so, um, yes, as, as I was saying, as I was saying, uh, it, was, it was a very interesting, uh, it was a very interesting time uh, upon waking up and then, you know, actually getting to meet the dude who uh, taught a lot of people about this. But, I mean, honestly, it was not the creature from Jekyll Island specifically. It was this movie called The Money Masters. And The Money Masters was this boring, boring, like, three-hour film on, like, you know, you know when you're in, when you're in class, like, in, in, in high school or college, and they play this, like, dry as heck two or three hour like documentary on um you know whatever topic it is and you're just kind of sitting there and then it's like it's like 80s or 90s quality like uh you know videography and it has that cheesy like 80s synthesizer music in the background that was the money masters 
<laughs> and somehow I managed to make it through that film and then learn about the creature from Jekyll Island and then go and meet G. Edward Griffin. That was his name. And uh, go take a picture with him. <laughs> I have a picture with him somewhere. I got to meet the man. But um, yeah, okay. That kind of that slowed me down a little bit, guys, because I was like, what's going on with my computer? Okay, all right, moving right along. Pilled by the Rabbit came on in and said, howdy, Mr. C. How you doing, Pilled by the Rabbit? Michael Hill just got here. I hope I didn't miss anything. Well, Michael Hill, if you're in the audience tonight, I hope you didn't miss anything either. But thank you for attending. In our last show, 17 Angels gifted the can. They knew I was thirsty as well. Thank you so much, 17 Angels. Just China. Oh, just China. Sorry, just V. My friend V. China China says, oh my goodness. Just V says... Sorry, just me. Um, China is planning on a dozen more level four labs. What the hell would they want to cook up in those? Now, just V, this is definitely a point of concern for me here. Now, I know you were probably watching that episode where we talked about how they have built a level four biosafety lab in Manhattan, Kansas. Like, and this is something that a lot of people did not know about early on. But, you know, with the knowledge of what is going on with the Wuhan lab, which is exactly a biosafety level four lab, like that brings a lot of concern, you know, because we saw what happened when a biosafety four lab in Wuhan leaked Uh, The whole world got intoxicated with some sort of coronavirus, right? Never mind Dr. Fauci's March Madness game brackets uh, for coronavirus versus Ebola. We know where his money went, right? It went on coronavirus. And so did the taxpayers' money. Taxpayers' money went to coronavirus. If uh, we bet it on the coronavirus in Las Vegas, we would all be millionaires right now. But, um, But that's the big whoop right there. Like, this Biosafety 4 level lab that is supposed to be opening and operational by the end of this year in Manhattan, Kansas, is a giant concern. Because what if Dorothy's tornado decides to sweep through there? What if we decide to have a flood rush through there? Like, there are so many things that could happen in Kansas. I mean, they may not get an earthquake, but, uh, hello? Dorothy, hello, the Wizard of Oz, they could definitely get a tornado. And what's going to happen when this tornado goes ripping through basically a a Plum Island facility in the middle of Texas's, uh, Texas, whoops, uh, sorry, that's so much to think about my, uh, my state, through the middle of our country's beefcake, you know, our, uh, you know, the middle of our, our beef belt, our pork belt, our farm belt, our bread belt. We're going to have a level four biosafety lab right in the middle of America. <sighs> God bless the uh, awake people in Kansas who are trying to do something about this. Now, this lab is supposed to be operational by the end of this year. It is already built, y'all. The lab is already built. It's already built. It's already it, the, the establishment, the foundation, everything. It's already there. They're not fully operational yet. And that's very concerning. So absolutely, for China to want to build more of these types of labs, you got to wonder, are they trying to fulfill George's Guidestones? Quite possibly they are. 
Seventeen Angels sure don't understand endorsing Rubio and Abbott. We had a pretty good conversation about Rubio and Abbott. Um, uh, come to find out, it's just the whole gab thing that kind of ticked everyone off. But we'll see what's up with that. Uh, oh, but I did make a mistake because I found myself inside the chat yesterday. Um, where I said I will most likely vote for Abbott again unless someone else better comes up. Right now, Baby Bush and McConaughey are being are run. Okay, so Matthew McConaughey has definitely put his name in the hat for governor in Texas. It is actually George P. Bush, not George W. Bush. I'm like, how many Georges does George's Bush have? Like, okay, so it's George P. Bush is the, actually the one who's running. He's actually running up against A.G. Ken Paxton. Now, what I've heard from this is that Paxton is actually keeping Abbott in line. So I'm like, wow, this is a very interesting story. We got to learn more about Abbott because you'd think if he were partaking in all of these adrenochrome, you know, farming sessions, he'd at least have use of his legs, right? I don't know. We'll figure out. We'll figure it out. We'll investigate a little bit more into that. Um, but yeah, we'll see, <laughs> we'll see where that goes. Uh, love, love Warrens was in the house. Hi, love. How you doing? Miss Love Warrens forest friend. Good to see you. Jen K Canadian bird. Thank you so much for the can getting a little bit thirsty. Just to be coming up again. I must've been parched, but I appreciate it. Love Warren says Maricopa County Sheriff George Soros stooge. I heard absolutely. Uh, we shared that info with you on the C report, but I'm sure you heard it somewhere else, Miss Lovewarns. Most definitely Maricopa Sheriff uh, Penzone, who I like to call Penzoni because then it rhymes with jabroni, uh, is most definitely a George Soros. He got $2 million from George Soros to throw Joe, Opa- Joe Arpaio out. I mean, that's terrible. Everyone loved Sheriff Joe. Everyone did, including myself. Uh, get the UN out of our business. Absolutely. The blue helmets, the United Nations, the beast of revelation has no reason to be involved with the United States of America. Other than the fact they're trying to undermine our Democrat, the Democratic Republic. And uh, they need to go. Uh, Love Warns asks, what's a jabroni? <laughs> Lo- Miss Love Warns of Texas. A jabroni, that's Jersey for a stupid, foolish, and contemptible person, a loser. They who always have a comeback to their own trolls and jabronis on Twitter. Shut your mouth, you dumb jabroni. (laughs) Sorry, that's just... Uh, yes, that is what a jabroni is, Miss Lovewarns. Um, better lately sums it up this way. Someone who acts like an idiot, a meathead. Uh, that is, that is, uh, what do you call it? <laughs> meathead, that's not Ron, Ron, Rob Reiner withstanding, right? Not, not that kind of meathead. Not that kind of meathead. Um, one who draws penises on desks. Now, I gotta say, better lately, probably got that definition from Urban Dictionary, because I don't know of many jabronis who draws penises on desks. Now, maybe, to me, a jabroni would be someone who gets a penis drawn on their face. You know, (laughs) not someone who draws the penises on their face. So, I mean, that's just what I would say. Uh, Liz Garcia says, Mr. C, I started not wearing a mask here. People look at me like all Fucci. (laughs) All right, go girl. Go Liz Garcia. You take the maskless fight to uh, the southern tip of Texas. Because let me tell you what, here in San Antonio, 
in my neighborhood specifically, I have seen more people without masks in the last week and a half to ever. Like, I went into the local grocer food shopper, and I was like, whoa, there are a lot of people here without masks on today. I was like, there's a black person, there's a Mexican couple, there's some old people, there's a family of six children included, there's like all of these people not wearing masks, and you know, I'd like to, I'd like to think that I was part of that liberation, because after all, I was like one of the only ones in that specific shopping store that started it. But you know what? That's not even the point. The point of the matter is the spell is broken. So you're going to see more of that, especially in states like Texas or Florida, where, you know, the mask mandate, I mean, Texas has been declared completely open, you know? So anywhere you go, you can tell them no. And then, you know, you'll have those people that will say, but the CDC says, and then all you got to say is, Grr, you don't know much because the CDC has been found to be colluding with Fauci and they don't even know what they're talking about. It was all lies. They have their brackets for the March Madness and it's all just bubkiss. So you know what? You know what? Apparently you're not informed and you can say it in a very nice and polite way. You stupid. No, just kidding. But no, I mean, honestly, guys, I, I really do hope and pray that the rest of the states follow suit. My feelings go out to California and to New Jersey. Just V&D Patriot 1776. I'm beating for you because you know what? Newsom and Murphy are trying to extend their reach of COVID emergency powers. Like how on? Okay. What? kind of mentality does someone have to have for them to say, oh, all of these Fauci emails are coming out. Everything's being proven that he was lying. We know that masks don't work. We know that hydroxychloroquine would have helped us, but we're still going to try and extend our emergency powers. Like what kind of, uh, <laughs> who would do that? Like there, are they totally out of touch? Do they think that every one of their constituencies don't have a television set or internet access? I mean, they might be like Joe Biden and think if you're a, a person of color, you don't know how to use the internet, but come on, really Newsom and Murphy, really, we're watching you guys and our eyes will be stiffly on you moving forward. Don't forget about it. Uh, love warns, uh, sorry, Just V says, I've never worn a mask except in the damned doctor's office. And you know, probably the doctors are the most Hitlerian when it comes to wearing masks, I'd have to say. Castle Drummer says, was in hospital yesterday, was the only person not masking. Nobody said a thing. Good for you, Castle Drummer. Where do you live? Okay, so we know if we're all... Okay, Better Lately comes back with another jabroni definition. Overly emotional human being. Man with large protruding ribs. Man with pear-shaped pelvic region. Well, you know, Mr. Better Lately, I can tell you for a fact. People who have large protruding ribs used to be fat when they were kids. Like me, I was a chubby kid, you know, but fortunately my ribs didn't get too big. But you know, if you ever run into a skinny person in their later years and they have like a really big rib cage and then their stomach kind of shrinks, it's because they were fat when they were kids. So leave them alone. Okay. Pilled by the rabbit says it's 420 here. Pilled by the rabbit. I don't know where you are, but I can tell you for a fact, if it's 420 there and I'm on the air, I'm not getting high. Okay. Just V says these NGOs need to be outlawed. They are a spider web of the deep state. And absolutely, uh, I think, if anything, we've learned a lot 
um, from the fact that these non-governmental organizations are operating in America, in Mexico, in the Middle East, in Europe. We've learned, guys. Now we know. Now a lot of people have known about NGOs for the longest of times. It took me for it took me a minute to figure out what the heck that was. Honestly, I was like, "What's an NGO? Don't we have enough acronyms in this world today?" But no, absolutely. The NGOs are the I don't know how would you say it. The NGOs are like the um, I don't know the arm or the active uh, the active uh, um, app. Uh, appendage of a government, you know, um, relate and because most of them are sponsored by, you know, governments and they are the ones who are performing the colored revolutions. They are the ones who are being funded by, you know, usually pretty shady individuals, you know, like Lorreen, uh, Gates, oh, not Gates, sorry. Um, jobs was a uh, Lorreen jobs, right? That was her name or, or George Soros. And don't forget Mrs. Jobs, the, the widower, uh, the widow of, uh, Steve Jobs, um, she's uh, very heavily involved in these type of activities. So yeah, and they're funding these uh, types of organizations in other countries. We know President AMLO, that is President Obrador of Mexico, who just met with Kamamala Malamala Harris, who, I mean, she... Okay, guys, I know you guys saw it. I know you saw it. Kamala Mala Harris goes down to Guatemala, right? And uh, she's greeted with signs that say, Go home, Kamala. Trump won. Uh, you suck, right? <laughs> and I saw reports from other uh, shill newspapers. Of course, if you're not initiated in this type of conversation, my dear American, and you don't know what the word shill means, allow me to enlighten you. Shill is an initiated term among patriots and people who know that that means they're basically co-opted COINTELPRO, which is, you know, uh, opposition that is controlled by the opposition. So this way they can, you know, kind of sneak up on their opposition. Does that make sense? I hope not. But, you know, just so you know, because apparently only people like us speak in these terms. Okay. Um, yes. Uh, President Obrador of Mexico um, approached Kamala Mala Harris Kamala Harris, Camelto Harris, uh, what, what do we call her, Liz Garcia? Kamala Quegada Fregada, or something like that, right? Okay, so, <laughs> okay, so, um, Camelto Harris, she has her mask on, he doesn't. I mean, what does that look like, guys? It's like everyone in the world already knows this is a fraud, and we're still trying to carry it on. That is a clear example of how much power they've lost and how much power that they believed they had, or how much power that they actually did have. Because at some point, they could show up on TV around the world, and based on their actions and their beliefs solely, it could make the entire world believe that what they were projecting was true. And fortunately, the people of the world have woken up, and I would say the people of America, most fortunately, have awakened to know that we don't have to listen to their projection of dreams and beliefs and ideas and hopes because we have enough inside of ourselves to follow what we know in our guts and our hearts is true when the right information is given to us, which is why I always say, if you are given the right information, then you will know how to act. And when I say you, that is always generic, not specific, 
We as the people will know how to act when we are given the right information. Steve B. 15601 donated a can. Thank you so much, my friend Steve. And Blue Rinse, Blue Rinse, another can. Always keeping me hydrated, guys. You know, that's one of the most important things about life. You gotta stay hydrated. So for all of you people, all of you friends, all of you family out there that donate cans by way of, okay, now I know people over in Twitch and people over in Trovo are like, what are you talking about being hydrated with cans, Mr. C? Okay, well, if you go over to the foxhole.app, they have a splendid uh, system for supporting not only content creators, but also yourself. You know, like, you know, Manfred Maximilinks, if you went over to the foxhole.app and you signed up and you put Mr. C in as a referral and you bought some gold pills and you posted a bomb meme, you could give yourself some gold pills for that bomb meme. And you know what? Probably I would too. But uh, that's what I'm saying is like, it's a, it's a total pay it forward system. Um, and I don't do any of this stuff on DLive or Twitch. Like, I don't know what the hell a biddy is. Like, people are like, biddies! And I'm like, I would give you biddies if I knew what that was, or if I had the money to do it, honestly, because apparently it's like five bucks a biddy. Like, who would buy that, right? Uh, I don't know how much the lemons cost over in DLive, but I don't got money for that, guys. But what I do got is, uh, <laughs> what I do got is money to get some gold pills in the system to pay it forward to the content creators and support a platform that has done a lot to support content creators. And I think that's what's the most important thing is some people kind of get hung up on uh, the message or who's behind what. Like I said, guys, when it came to a film like Shadowgate, don't shoot the messenger. Don't shoot the content. Do your research. When it comes to a platform like Foxhole, don't shoot the messengers. You've got an entire community of people out there who are hungry for the truth and they need your support. And you know what? In turn, they might give you support back. And why is that not a good thing? You know, why can we not agree on that? And that's all I got to say about that. I don't want to get emotional. Just V says, anything Truman is crap. And I believe you too. Just I, we are right there. Just V right there. Okay. That's not a black, you know, okay. That's <laughs> Blue Rens. Blue Rens says, what a load of rubbish. Electoral college allows everyone to be represented. I agree with that. Also, um, Blue Rens, you know, um, my family was apolitical. Like, they didn't believe in politics. They didn't vote nothing. And, you know, finally, when I was old enough to understand it myself, I, I, I got my mom in a separate room. I got my dad in a separate room. And I was like, tell me what you think about politics. Tell me what you know. Tell me why you are the way you are, besides whatever religious factor it might have been. And <laughs> most surprisingly... They both had the same answer, and that was, well, you don't vote for yourself. Someone else does, and it's called the Electoral College. And I was like, uh, I, I was most disappointed in my father <laughs> because I expected my father, who served, would have known the exact specific reason why the Electoral College exists, and he did not. And so I had to explain it to him. So yes, Blue Rinse, I would most definitely... The Electoral College is so important because what people think is, oh, well, you know, I cast my vote, but then someone else votes for me in place. But what you don't realize, dear American, is that 
when you cast your vote within that district, precinct, whatever, and you have your electoral representative, what it is is that they have to, at least they should, cast a vote that represents the majority of whom they represent. Now, we all know in 2016, there was a lot of pressure for electoral delegates to flip the vote, to not vote the way that their constituency voted. But we know that's wrong because they, just like, just like their congressional or senatorial representative, have to represent the will of the people whom casted that vote. So it would, it would, it would be, even if it is of conscience, like they're like, oh, well, my conscience says I can't vote for Donald Trump because he said pussy on live television. Thanks to what, Will Bush or Billy Bush or whatever. Like, okay, I mean, you know what? You come in public wearing a red hat, burning your bra and no one says nothing about your vote. So I apologize for for being so crass, y'all. Normally, I'm not so crass, but it is after hours. So uh, that's not an excuse, but I'm still going to apologize. But anyways, so that's just to my point. You know, Um, they can say they want a vote of conscience, but ultimately the Electoral College will vote or should vote according to what the constituency that they represent votes for. Now, obviously, we saw in 2016 that that was not good enough because uh, the the majority, the populist vote went to Hillary Clinton. But guys, that's why the Electoral College is important. I know you, uh, you I know you all understand it. This is for people outside of the Foxhole app. But, you know, that would necessarily that would that would basically mean that probably since the 1980s or earlier, New York and California would control the voting blocks of the United States of America because those are the most populous states. So they would obviously control the politics and the direction of this country. Two states, two states of 50 states. How is that fair? It's not. And that's why we have the Electoral College. And that's why we have entities like the United Nations and the awoke State Department that is now filled with nothing but progressives trying to take that away from us. That's why we hear the Democrats, the progressives, the liberals. uh, And, you know, these aren't even liberal, liberal people. I mean, it's not even fair to call these people liberal. They're like, I don't know. What would that be? Extreme liberal or something like that? They're like way out there. They're like way more than liberal. They're like, I don't know. I don't know what you would call these people. Neoliberals? Like, I don't know what you would call them. But they're way, way out there on the left, hanging off the edge. You know what I mean? And those people want to take that away from us. And that's simply because... The, I don't know. I, I they have a, they have a hard on for they have a hard on for Marx. They have a hard on for for uh you know uh, what was that one guy's name Guevara? Like you know I remember growing up Che Guevara was cool, and then I found out that dude was a freaking genocidal maniac, and I was like, what the heck have I been fed my entire life? Uh, you know I used to have this um, Che Guevara. Uh, CD case. Do you guys remember what CDs are? Compact discs, right? That's how old I am. Um, I had the Che Guevara CD case with the the little white iPods, you know, and um, I I never used it. I put it in storage. 
uh, just because I thought it would be a souvenir, right? <laughs> and then I woke up to who Che Guevara was, and I sold the thing. I, I had it, I put it, I put it in, we had a yard sale. <laughs> we had, this is like, this is like 10 to 15 years later, right? I busted out of the, the, the storage. I, I was like, I don't want this trash anymore. I'm going to sell it at my yard sale. And this like 60 year old white woman was all, oh my God, it's Che Guevara on a CD case. I sold it to her for 25 bucks. I bought it for like $5, but it w it meant so much to her. It meant so much to this 50, 60 year old white liberal woman to have a Che Guevara CD case from Target from 2005 or 2003. And she, w it was like her day was made. And I was like, you know what, lady, this is capitalism enjoy okay guys i'm done with the chat recap i've already spent far too much time on it and uh we're gonna go ahead and get into our c report for today i feel like i should play the intro again honestly i've been talking so much uh but you know we're good um we'll see what's going on and you know i kind of feel like before i get into it i want to see what's going on in chat because i got the chat room open and it's like hey what's going on let's see what's going on Killed by the rabbits in the house. Carrie Lake, Carrie Lake. Did you get to see Mr. C After Dark episode one? Because we did one of your commercials. You should go check it out if you haven't. Veronique with the Q in the house. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Let's see who else is in the house. Just V, of course. Gen, Gen V, thank you so much for the cookie. I was hungry. Mountain Lace, thank you for the can. Um, big storm on the horizon, they say. About time, guy, girl, whatever you are. <laughs> wait, wait, mountain lace. I should just say from now on, Avatar. Um, yes, there is a huge storm on the horizon. We'll talk a little bit about it tonight. Uh, we got a bunch of people in the house. Thanks for joining us on a late Tuesday evening. I had stuff to do this afternoon and this morning, errands to run. So that's why I'm on a little bit late. But guess what? I get to spend more time with you guys running this late. So it makes me very happy. Now let's talk a little bit about what's going on today. We always start off the C report with President Trump because you know what, guys? President Trump leads at the C report and that's the way it will be until the day he steps back in office. And once he's back in office, it'll probably still be that way. We might as well just call this the Trump report. Okay. All right. So let's see what President Trump has to say today. We do have some statements. We're going to start up with some statements of catch up. We have to catch up on some statements. We missed out on some statements. Here's one that came from the fourth and it says, let me expand this for you guys so you don't have to look at my mug. It says Facebook's ruling is an insult to the record setting 75 million people, plus many others who voted for us in the 2020 rigged presidential election. They shouldn't be allowed to get away with this censoring and silencing. And ultimately, we will win. Our country can't take this abuse anymore. And you know what, President Trump? I would have to agree with you. You know I agree with you. But the only thing I don't agree with is I wasn't insulted because I was not on Facebook by then. <laughs> Just kidding, sir. Just kidding, sir. You know I respect you. But the point of the matter here is that it is indeed a fact. You have so many because even on my years off of Facebook, um, ever when I, when I eventually went back onto Facebook, you ask yourself, why would you go back onto Facebook, Mr. C? Well, it was, you know, 
I had to try and get business done. I had to try and, you know, expand my horizons again. But everyone was there waiting for me, just as they had been a long time ago. But yes, uh... <laughs> Sorry, I was reading a comment over. Do you want to go? Okay, we're not going to do it. Okay, I'll share it with you guys later. But yes, so okay, let's see what the next one is. This is another one in reference to Zuckerberg. Next time I'm in the White House, there will be no more dinners. At his request, Mr. Zuckerberg and his wife, whatever Chan, it will be business, all business. Wow. So you can, okay, so if I request a meeting with the president, can I say, dear Mr. President, can we have a dinner before we have our meeting, Mr. President? <laughs> that would be something. That would be something. Right now, I'm kind of like fanboying again, like over President Trump. So forgive me. Okay. All right. Oh, look, it's President Trump again. What do you know? He's always showing up on the show. Okay, let's go to this next one. This one's, this one is, this is a one. Let's check this out. Senator Lisa Murkowski has cost the great people of Alaska billions and billions of dollars by voting for radical left Biden appointees, which in turn led to the revocation of ANWR drilling, which Alaskans have been fighting to see happen for six decades. Not only did Murkowski kill the biggest economic stimulant for the state, but also one of the biggest energy-producing sites in the world. Nobody thought ANWR could be opened. We got it done, and she allowed it to be killed. She's the best friend Washington Democrats ever had, and Alaska's reward for that betrayal is an empowered left coming after their wealth and their gerbs. I think she will be met very harshly by Alaskan voters in 15 months, and I will be there to campaign against her. And guess what, guys? I bet you that that is a promise, not a threat. Um, you know, uh, it's always so interesting to me to go back into past politics. And, you know, that's why they say that history is so important. Even if it is immediate history, it's so important because there's so many details that present themselves in the present that sometimes we don't see until it's behind us. And that brought this to my attention in regards to Lisa Murkowski, Senator Murkowski of, of Alaska. You'd have to be like, why? Why would a senator do some of the things that they did? I mean, you guys realize that on election coup 2020, Alaska, at 50% of their vote, stopped counting. Like, there's like two people in Alaska, right? So why would they have to put their vote count on hold? It was on hold for like, what, three, four, five days? At 50%. That means that one of the two people, they're like, where's the vote? Where's the vote of that second person? <laughs> like, how many people are in Alaska? 3,000 people? 300,000 people? Like, why would it take them so long to finish counting the vote in Alaska? And then that leads to the question, exactly what is Lisa Murkowski? Lisa, Lisa, Lisa. What have you got going on with you, girl? How many skeletons do you have in your closet? How many children have you frazzle-dripped? 
And then this picture comes up. Do you guys remember this one? Oh, who's that? That is Stormtrooper Feinstein putting her hand to the wall on Lisa Murkowski of Alaska. That's Senator Murkowski. Do you guys remember that? Do you all remember that? Look at, look at that face, man. Look at the face of Diane Feinstein. Look at her. She's all, like, look at that. I would be afraid. I'd be like, I can smell the breath from your nostrils, Mrs. Feinstein. And look at Lisa. Lisa's like, eh, I didn't sleep with those 13-year-old boys. I mean, that's pretty bad, guys. That's an example of Washington power politics. And that tells me that she's like, I got dirt on you, Lisa. You better oppose Trump, Lisa, or we're going to tell the world all about those children, Lisa, or whatever it is. I mean, it might not be children. It might not be children. But that, my friends, look at that intimidation, guys. You don't see that too often. You don't see stuff like that too often, but dang, <laughs> that's all I got to say. I would not want to be Senator Murkowski pinned up against a, uh, you know, pinned up against a, a, a public water fountain <laughs> by uh, Senator Dianne Feinstein, who had a Chinese spy in her office for like 20 years, you know. I don't know, but, you know, with the, the power plays that China is making for energy around the world and in America, because after all, they own a big old plot of land in my own state of Texas, right? They may not have wanted Alaska to have that energy pipeline working. They may have wanted it shut down. And people like Dianne Feinstein and President-elect Biden, they'll make it happen. They will make it happen. All right, guys, let's reset that. Oh! There we go. Much happier picture, right? President Trump writing. He's writing, writing, writing. Next up, what do we got? Why does Fox News keep Chris Wallace? His ratings are terrible. He's almost radical left. He was acknowledged to have failed badly as a presidential debate monitor, moderator, except for Biden, who he totally protected, and so much else. Usually, these are not the qualities of a long-term stay. And we would have to agree with that. Um, all of us saw it. It was very obvious how uh, biased the moderators were during uh, the Trump presidential elections uh, debates. All right. And this next one is pretty short. It says, read the full article by Neil Kashan for the Washington Examiner. Okay, so let's click on that. We probably won't read all of it, but we'll look at it. Trump statements spread far on social media, even after banned analysis finds. Now, I don't know, guys. President Trump is pushing the Washington Examiner quite. This is the second article that he's had a full link through to the Washington Examiner. Uh, send one through the sea report, President Trump. But it says here, Trump statements spread far on social media, even after ban analysis finds. We know this to be a fact. I mean, everyone's reporting on the statements. You can go to, you can search Trump statements and you'll find blogs, you'll find websites, you'll find pictures, you'll find mainstream news sites that are taking up these statements like crazy. And I think when his desk went down, it got even crazier. Because they're more abundant than they were prior to that. 
We're not going to read through it. I mean, basically, they're praising his social media stats and his bands and how other people can't keep up with it, like the New York Times and stuff like that. But, you know, there is the article from the Washington Examiner, whom President Trump has been pushing a lot lately. Lord knows why. I'm not saying that they're a bad outfit. I just, you know, you got to wonder why they're pushing certain things. Okay. All right. The next one goes out to Nigeria. Congratulations to the country of Nigeria who just banned Twitter because they banned their president. Didn't we talk about this yesterday, guys? No, 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 no. We didn't talk about this yesterday. We talked about this on Mr. C in the Dark episode two. Go check it out if you're wondering what we said. But we talked about Nigeria and we talked about India because India did a raid on the Twitter offices in their country. Nigeria is just outright banned them. And, and I think there was a statement from Facebook or Twitter that was something to the effect that we're concerned about the country of Nigeria because we believe in freedom of speech. And if their president bans our company from their country, then they no longer have freedom of speech. As if though Twitter were the godlike entity that granted them that freedom of speech. And we know that's not true. But, you know, they have to play on the heartstrings of gullible Americans by saying things like that. And it's just not true. Twitter is by far one of the worst, worst entities to strike out against the concept of free speech. Twitter is worse than Hitler. Hitler cold. Twitter bans and censors. It's terrible, guys. Twitter doesn't have a leg to stand on, and they don't have they don't have a little Tweety Bird leg to stand on in regards to this situation. But anyways, back to the statement. It says, congratulations to the country of Nigeria who just banned Twitter because they banned their president. More countries should ban Twitter and Facebook for not allowing freedom and open speech. All voices should be heard in the meantime. Competitors will emerge and take hold. Could he be giving an allusion to his upcoming social media platform to be released on July 4th, supposedly? We'll see. Who are they to dictate good and evil if they themselves are evil? Who is the blind to lead the blind? President Trump didn't say that. I said that. Anyways, his statement continues. Perhaps I should have done it while I was president but Zuckerberg kept calling me and coming to the White House for dinner, telling me how great I was. 2024. We'll see what happens, guys. We'll see what happens. In regards to 2024, though, let's go ahead and play this quick video. Uh, this is a real quick clip from none other than the freshly shorn Steve Bannon. Had nothing Branches. to do with me, I'm sure. <laughs> I only called him the wild man of Borneo, but you know what? Seaport is like red potatoes. So <laughs> I will take it in my own ego to say, you know what, Steve Bannon, you are a handsome man. And I'm so glad that you shaved and pulled your hair back for the American public. Now let's go ahead and listen to that interview with Marjorie Green Taylor. It's a very short one, but he gives his own prognosis on President Trump moving forward in the future. A grand empty gesture. What say you about that? About her visiting the board? Says so she doesn't need to. I say, yeah, she's grandstanding and that's what's actually happening. And Joe Biden saying he wants to send four billion dollars to the Northern Triangle. Okay. Joe Biden needs to send four billion dollars to finish the damn wall. That's what needs to happen. Okay. 
Okay, let me ask you about your bill. Has your bill, has Kevin McCarthy come through and say, hey, I like that bill, I like that idea, I want to help you get co-sponsors. I understand we're in the minority, but I want to push it forward. Maybe we get some conservative Democrats that are worried about border security. Has Kevin McCarthy reached out to you at all on that bill that's pretty comprehensive? No, no, not at all. But, you know, Kevin McCarthy went on television and said that Fauci needs to be investigated. Fauci needs to be fired. But he hasn't co-sponsored my Fire Fauci Act either. Okay. Okay, let me go to this. So uh, our concept is that, you know, we're going to have a sweeping victory. You can already see the momentum building in, in, in 2022. And our th theory of the case is Donald Trump does not need to run for Congress and should not run for Congress as an individual congressman. That's ridiculous. What Donald Trump should do is after we win the sweeping victory, the House members should vote him as a Speaker of the House, at least for some interim period of time, not Kevin McCarthy, Donald Trump, or Donald Trump takes the gavel from Nancy Pelosi and he immediately moves to impeach Joe Biden. What would you say about that, uh, Congressman Green? Would you support that or not support that? Absolutely. I would love to see President Trump. Okay, and that's pretty much where that ends there. Absolutely, she would love to see President Trump. Go, girl, go. Okay, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and cut that off for a minute. All right, guys, we're approaching the top of the hour. So I'm going to do some quick again, guys. All right, we are live again. All right, thanks, guys, for letting me shamelessly plug in that manner because I don't do that as often as I should. And we're back in the game. Okay, so we had uh, Bannon here saying, now, this is something that we've heard being said. Um, will Trump run for House Speaker in 2022? Now, I kind of feel like somewhere in there, Sorry, we want our flag, not the uh, fluorescent behind it. Uh, we heard somewhere in there say that uh, Trump's going to run for Congress, get elected to House, and then, you know, eventually he'll become, uh, he'll impeach Biden, and then he'll impeach Kamala. And, you know, that made me think about something. Could have helped someone out, you know, like uh, this whole Ezra's Eagle thing. Like, what if it was Trump, Biden, Harris, Trump, and then you have your like four little feathers, right? And then you have Trump, Trump. And they're feathers that are removed. You guys are probably like, what the hell are you talking about, Mr. C? What have you been eating and drinking tonight? And then the reason why those feathers are part of a smaller America is because we're no longer the empire of the world. We don't have, you know, armies on like all 250 something countries in this world. We're just America. And you know what? You heard it here on the C-Report first. That's my analysis. Now, back to the news. Okay. All right. So you have this going on. Now, really, guys, I just wanted to show this clip because, A, they're talking about President Trump being the speaker and then, you know, being the president and, and, and all this other stuff. But also because, uh, you know, what can I say? Steve Bannon, he, cut, he gave himself a haircut. He, he shaved his beard. You don't got to do that, sir. You don't got to do that, sir. Okay, let's see what we got next up for you. Okay, guys, don't. I, I'm tr I, you know, I would never normally do this to you all. I know, I've, I, I know the face of Hillary Clinton has come across the screen. I know we just had Nipples Cuomo on the screen. Uh, I know we've had uh, so many terrible individuals, but please forgive me. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so first of all, we have President Barack Obama's cocaine butt buddy, 
And this, uh, this ex- poor excuse for a man, <laughs> Rachel Madcow, uh, they're, they're kind of talking, talking shop about what they think is going on. Look how worried this individual looks. Look how worried they look. Like, they're like, it's over, Madcow. It's over. Katie Man, how are you doing, my friend? Yes, I need to learn how to block individuals. Um, but uh, sometimes I don't mind the trolls because they up my number averages. So it's okay. <laughs> All right. Let's hear what these losers have to say. It seems to me that there's a number of sort of clear and present danger. Uh, points of clear and present danger right now for our democracy. Obviously, in Republican-controlled states everywhere in the country, we're seeing very, very aggressive efforts to roll back voting rights. Also, quite worryingly, to put partisans um, in control of key parts of the voting process, including um, opening up new possibilities for challenging or overturning election results and putting those putting that power in the hands of partisans. We're also seeing this, I think, unprecedented interest on the Republican side with having these partisan, third-party sort of sham audits and recounts where they are accessing real ballots and real voting machines and essentially going back over them um, without any of the controls that are supposed to apply to our real voting system, um, essentially to cast doubt on, on the result. Should the Justice Department, whether or not those reforms are passed, should the Justice Department be involved as a sort of backstop trying to stop any of those three components uh, of, of what we're up against right now? Yeah, I think the Justice Department has got to be involved and has to be aggressively um, in, involved. You know, that fraud it that is going on in, in Arizona now uh, might seem, for whatever reason, as something that Republicans want to support for short-term gain. I don't, don't, don't know exactly what it is, but it clearly will do long-term damage to our democracy if it raises in the minds of people in this country doubts about um, the effectiveness, the, the integrity of our electoral system. Let me be clear. There is absolutely no indication that the last election was conducted in anything other than an appropriate way. Record numbers of people got to the polls, had the ability to express their views. Those votes were counted in appropriate ways. Republican state officials responsible for the counting of the votes did their jobs well. Trump's uh, you know, attorney general, who I have lots of problems with, indicated that there was no fraud in the election. And so all of the things that they are doing now um, are, are counterproductive. They are without basis and they will hurt. They will harm um, our, our hard-won democracy. But isn't there um, something beyond that, though? Knowing that they are um, hurting our democracy, knowing that they are inappropriate and unwise, as the way you described, is a, a criticism of them for doing it. But shouldn't there be somebody who's stopping them? It occurs to me that when Pam Carlin, who is acting as the head of the Civil Rights Division of the Justice Department, sent a letter to Arizona warning them that what they were doing in that frauded, as you described, uh, was illegal, was a violation of, of federal law in terms of the way that ballots and voting machines are supposed to be handled, that should have been followed up with some sort of action. Other Okay, guys, so dissection time. That's really the reason why we have this idiot on the screen. Uh, Pam Carlin, who has already been refuted by someone that used to work in the Department of Justice that now works at PILF, which is a, a nonprofit active organization that only goes after legalese involving constitutional matters, especially involving elections. 
told President Senate President Karen Fan, don't listen to Pam Carlin. She's 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 making moves that she should not be making. She's acting on the part of people that she should not be acting on. You are well within your legal constitutional rights to not stop this audit. The Justice Department has no constitutional authority over anything that the Senate of Arizona does in regards to auditing the Maricopa County 2020 election. And you have a liar like this Rachel Madcow or whatever you want to call him because look, his shoulders can hold three heads. That's the sign of a male. And his Adam's apple is bigger than mine. See? Okay. So this is a man. <laughs> and, and the other one, Chris Hayes, is probably her clone. <laughs> or it's probably a she. A clone of he. I don't know what these Satanists do these days. They turn their sons into daughters and their daughters into sons. They probably turn their clones into the opposite of what they were to begin with. Right? Okay. But... They have already said they, they have no constitutional authority. And primarily the reason why I'm showing you guys this clip is because we're going to get into those election audits tonight. We're going to talk about it because more stuff is coming up. More states are coming into play. And have I not been saying it here on the C-Report? Every state in this union, every state, all 50 of them were touched by fraud and all 50 of them should be audited it's essentially the, the case that they're flouting federal law without paying any sort of price for it. Yeah, I mean, to the extent that there are violations of federal law or the suspicions uh, that there are violations of federal law, given the nature of what it is they're trying to do, the consequences from what they are trying to do, the Justice Department has got to be aggressive. Sending a letter is extremely important. You know, that kind of sets the parameters for uh, how the Justice Department could become involved. If the Justice Department is of the view that there is a violation of federal law or there's something that needs to be investigated, it should be investigated. It should be stopped to the extent that the Justice Department has that, that, has, has that ability. And, you know, the DOJ is one of those rare agencies that has the ability to protect our democracy in any number of ways. This is one of those um, one of those times when the Justice Department, as I said, has got to be aggressive, has got to be forward leaning in trying to make sure that what is going on in these these different states, uh, if it violates federal law, needs to be needs to be stopped. Letters are fine, but it has to be followed up uh, with action. Yeah, follow that up with action. Why don't you? You know what? You hey. Get off my screen. Oh, who is that? Sorry, guys. I didn't mean to scare you. I try and give you a warning. Um, but no, yeah, exactly. Like, they cannot follow up with action. It's already been declared. It is known. They are well, with, uh, they are well without their constitutional binds for that type of thing. Okay, so now before we move on into some uh, election audit news. Yes, guys, you may not have recognized this monster of a person. That is, you know who that is, right? Alyssa Milano. Ugh, Alyssa Milano, gross, gross. Alyssa Milano, gross, gross. Get her off the screen. Get her off the screen. No, uh, the reason why she's on the screen is because this individual <laughs> is considering running for Congress. Like, uh, uh, they're really going to pull the big guns out on Trump and the conservatives now, right? All the America First people, beware. Alyssa Milano is going to run for Congress. Like, 
Are you scared yet? I'm not. I'm not. I just thought I'd share that with you guys because it's a point of humor in tonight's show. Uh, Alyssa Milano says, I'm looking at California's fourth district to potentially run against Representative Tom McClintock. Right. Okay. Who is a Republican? She says, I split my time between Truckee, California and Bell Canyon, California. And the Republicans have basically had a strong arm there in the fourth district. It's going to take someone with, I think, name recognition and deep pockets to be able to run against McClintock. And so I'm considering it. I'm basically gathering information right now, speaking to different consultants, speaking to the community. And you know, she's not talking to the community. That's a bunch of rubbish. Uh, She says, I would love to maybe consider flipping that seat blue. In October... Need we be reminded of 2020, Alyssa Milano claimed that Americans must choose between America or Trump. Clearly, America chose Trump. (laughs) Anyways, God, this thing, this thing. Away she goes. Okay, guys. All right. Can you guys believe it took me like an hour and 15 minutes to get to the news? (laughs) This is what I like about coming on at 7 p.m. at night. Okay. All right. Let's talk a little bit about the election audits. We have some news. A lot of it probably you guys have heard of. But uh, we have two updates from Secretary of State former Ken Bennett, the liaison of the uh, audit versus the Senate uh, House there in Arizona. So we're going to go ahead and uh, roll some beautiful bean footage from uh, Secretary Bennett, formerly of the state. Uh, and see what he had to say. He, we have two updates for you guys, one from today and one from yesterday. So we'll go ahead and roll that so you guys can get, get a little earful of that. And uh, you know what? We can get that on record here at the Sea Report because that's what we're all about. We want to be on the record. How's it going? This is Jordan Conradson with the Gateway Pundit here with Ken Bennett. How's it going, Mr. Bennett? Going well, Jordan. How are that's you? good. I'm doing great. Good. So what's the current ballot count? Well, I don't have a precise count, but I think we're going to probably be about 80% completed by the end of the day, and I'm hearing it will be all the way through the hand count um, this week. Uh, And now there's also the paper evaluation that is running well behind the hand count of the votes on the ballots, but um, anyone who's been watching the floor can see that we've reduced the number of counting tables. Uh, and increased significantly the number of paper evaluation tables that are doing the images of the ballot and things like that. So um, we're shifting resources to the area that we're a little bit behind in, which is the paper evaluation. All right. So we're also we're hearing that the counting might might com- might be completed on Trump's birthday next Monday. Is that a possibility? Uh, I didn't know uh, Monday was Trump's birthday. So Monday uh, is Trump's birthday. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> If that happens, that's a coincidence. Um, but I'm actually hearing probably sometime this week mm-hmm. that the counting could be completed. Okay. So counting will be completed, but when can we expect a result that either confirms or denies Biden won? Well, that's going to be several weeks thereafter uh, because in addition to the hand count, which might be done this week, the paper evaluation is going to probably take all of June. Uh, and we have the facility through the end of June, so we're going to have to do a lot of work to catch up on the paper evaluation. But both of those things need to be completed 
and then there will be a few weeks of putting the report together. We still, still also have um, the opportunity, and I think it's imperative that we take the opportunity to uh, verify at least thousands of the envelope signatures to make sure that there weren't blank signatures allowed to go through the mail-in process because that, that signature of the voter on the envelope is the voter's affidavit that their ballot is inside and we've heard rumors that um, there may have been thousands of envelopes allowed to go through and opened and ballots counted without any signature whatsoever on the envelope. If that happened, that's a huge no-no. And so there are other very important things besides just the hand count and the paper evaluation that yet are yet to be done. Okay, so that's going to be another part of the process. Yeah. All right. And then has there been any attempts of interference by the left or board of supervisors, any more of that? Well, the Secretary of State's office released a report supposedly of uh, things that they felt weren't going uh, the way they should be. Uh, most of them were either untrue, uh, inconsequential, or a bunch of BS. So, um, in fact, one of them involved me, although they didn't name me. They said that three people were rifling, on, on one particular day, three people were rifling through the UOCAVA ballots. UOCAVA are the, are the military and overseas ballots where people can vote by fax or email. And uh, I was one of those three people, and nobody, including myself, was rifling through any ballots. We were carefully going through the ballots and weighing them to see how many approximately were in each box. Uh, nobody was rifling through the, the ballots, but that's what the Secretary of State's uh, report said. So those kinds of things continue to be propagated every day to uh, distract people from what's really happening and uh, create a false narrative. But, uh, we just have to keep our head down, stay focused, and keep doing what we're doing. Definitely. So is there gonna is there a backup plan in place in case they somehow come in and shut this down? I, I, know I don't think crazy. that's, um, yeah, I don't think that uh, there's a real likelihood of that happening. So um, we are so close now to having the hand count done that um, I think that will be finished uh, sometime this week. And then the paper evaluation will catch up with that and be done. Uh, before the end of the month, which is when we have this facility through. Okay. And then my last question is, do you have an update on the routers and passwords? No, the county continues to refuse to provide the second passwords uh, and provide access as the subpoena required and as they initially uh, said that they would uh, allow access to the routers uh, to verify whether there's any signature uh, IP address or signature or evidence of things being hooked up to the internet. They had the two companies came in and said that they looked at the equipment and, and couldn't find that evidence. But um, to me, that's the fox guarding the hen house because those are the companies that already certified the equipment is not supposed to be able to do that in the first place. So uh, I didn't expect much from uh, their auditors, which they weren't, uh, but I didn't expect any much from their evaluation. So. We remain disappointed and committed to trying to get access to the routers and the second passwords to see what the setup was on those 385 machines. Okay. What, what's the next step in obtaining that information? Um, that's a good question because, um, 
eventually you get to a point where the Senate would have to hold them in contempt, and we know that there's at least one of the 16 senators that wasn't willing to hold them in contempt for some other things. Would uh, they be willing to vote in, in this situation? Hard to say. All right. Thank you. All right. Okay, so there you go. That is what we got going on. Now, that's our first update that came from Sunday or, or Monday, I believe. I think it was Monday, actually. Uh, where Ken, so that's a lot of that's that's a lot of information to take in. Uh, first, you see that they have uh, this is going along swimmingly. Uh, now, if you were with us last night, I was like, they'll be done by tomorrow. <laughs> but uh, clearly, as he, he informed us, um, not they might be done with the the uh, the counting part, but they still have to go through the forensics part. So uh, that that involves a bit more of attention to detail, I guess you could say. They got to look at the uh, the ink marks. They got to look at the type of paper. They got to look at the creases. They got to see if the paper matches, and we'll see that. That's not something that's not unfounded, you know. We had uh, Pennsylvania go through there. Now we're having Georgia. Georgia went through there today. We'll talk about that in just a minute. And the number one thing that they're looking at there, because obviously when it comes to these voter machines and the records and all that stuff, we cannot depend on them still having retained those records from coup day 2020, November 3rd, right? So they need to actually see the physical ballots. They need to actually count them, etc., to see what's up with that. We'll get into that in a little bit with Georgia and with North Carolina and with Massachusetts because it's quite possible these states will all come into play. You know, we've talked about Michigan. We've talked about New Hampshire. We've talked about Wisconsin. We've talked about Georgia. That one's coming up, coming up, coming up. So we'll see what happens, you know, even here in Texas, even though that state went, our state went to Trump, there are rumblings of an audit happening here in the Lone Star State. So we'll keep you all posted on that. Uh, but moving forward with uh, what uh, Senate uh, liaison um, Ken Bennett was saying, you know, they have an idea of when it will be, then they'll have to get the report done and then they can get that squared away to the American people. And they still have a lot of opposition, a lot of things that are going against them, but they are pressing through and moving forward. And so with that said, let's go ahead and hear his second update. Now, this one came from today uh, in regards to uh, what's coming up with the election. I just wanted to squeeze these both in. I didn't have Kelly Ward on here for you guys today, so I figured I'd give you a double dose of former Secretary of State Ken Bennett. How's it going? This is Jordan Conradson with the Gateway Pundit here with Ken Bennett. How's it going, Mr. Bennett? Good, Jordan. How are you? I'm doing good. Good. So I understand Georgia's in the House right now. Um, um, there's a couple Chase. of legislators from Georgia and one from Alaska. Really? They're Alaska? In the, they're in the building right now. Okay. And then I'm also hearing that Colorado might be coming out today. Is that true? I'm not aware of that one. I've heard Virginia. I've heard uh, Wisconsin. You've now told me Colorado. Right. Nevada was in a few days ago, Pennsylvania last week, uh, kind of becoming a popular place. Right, so they're, they're just coming <laughs> They're just coming from all over the place. Um, so are, are you expecting to have, over the next few days, more tours? I'm told that uh, every day this week there's someone, some elected official coming in from some state. So today's Tuesday, and if, uh, if that pattern continues, we'll have somebody in. Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. 
wow, that is very exciting. And so in regards to the, to the ballot floor, it looks like they're starting to max out on forensic tables, <laughs> correct? Well, we are, we are beyond 80%, I'm told, as far as counting the ballots, which is usually the first step. Um, and then it goes to the paper evaluation, that we call it, and they are well behind uh, the counting levels in paper evaluation. So I'm told that we'll probably be finished with the counting of the ballots by the end of this week or sooner. Um, and then all the resources will shift to the paper evaluation. But you can already see that paper evaluation has been increased significantly. There's now 32 uh, working tables and another probably 16 um, positions that are on the floor awaiting equipment and things like that. So once the counting is over this week sometime, then all resources will shift to the paper evaluation. All right. So uh, there you have it, guys, from Ken Ben himself. 80% complete. At least 80% complete. So this thing is going to wind down pretty quick. Uh, he's already said it's the forensic aspect of this that's going to take the longest, which is the analysis, and then also to get that report out. So we'll have to be a little bit patient. Um, you might have heard him push for this to be done by uh, President Trump's birthday on June 14th, otherwise known as Juneteenth. You'd think with a birth date like Juneteenth, President Trump would be the most popular president among all races, right? Because I know in Austin, Texas, they always had riots. <laughs> Anyways, okay, enough about that. Uh, but yeah, so uh, that's that'll be quickly wrapping up. You know, that'll be quickly wrapping up in regards to um, this audit, and we'll see where it goes from there. Now, here's something I didn't catch earlier when I watched this. Nevada has already been in the house. That's something, dudes, like, and ladies, like, for Nevada to already have been in the house, right on the heels of Governor Sack of Sisolak signing over a mandate to allow mail-in auditing for all registered voters... That says a lot. I mean, we didn't even know about Governor Sack of Sisolak until we reported it. And then to hear that they're actually also, they were already, they already toured the facility. Nevada was definitely under wraps. That's interesting. Okay, because we won't be able to do it for too much longer because obviously this audit is ending probably within the next couple of weeks. If not, <laughs> if not sooner. Oh, someone get me a Red Bull. No, just kidding. If not sooner. Let's go ahead and spy on the progress over at the Arizona audit. You know, I like to be a peeping Tom. All right, here we are, voyeurs, right? Anyways, okay, yeah, voyeurs, not exhibitionists. No, we're not exhibitionists. Okay, so let's see what's going on with these folks. Look at all of the hard work. Look at those lazy Susans turning, guys. Like, they are pumping it forward. Look at that. They're doing their, look at that. Look, did you see how quick that lazy Susan turned? Did you see that, guys? Like, these guys are working hard. Look at that person in the blue shirt walking over there. Look at these orange shirts just monitoring everybody. Reporting for their news. Look at, here's a pink shirt. Do you guys remember what the pink shirts are? The pink shirts are members of Secretary of State, Secretary of Snakes, Katie Schnobs. So those are the enemies inside of this arena. Can we get a better picture of these enemies? Let's see if we can find another one. Let's find the enemy. Where's the pink shirt? There it is, right there. Here's one of the pink shirts walking this way. 
Now, if they have a pink shirt, they are a representative of George Soros shill, Katie Schnobbs. So that would mean that person right there is a shill for Katie Schnobbs. We don't like them. This person has to go to the bathroom, so we're just going to let them go. Uh, this is a reporter standing guard. And, and that lazy Susan is turning. Okay, all right. Yeah, so there's a lot of activity going on there, over there now and then, and don't you know. But anyways, okay, so yeah, azaudit.org if you want to see what's going on over there. I just like to do a peeping Tom bit every now and then. It's fun. It's always fun. Okay, guys, let's see what we got next on the board. We got Georgia, the state of Georgia. Show me that nice big old peach. May it be ripe. Now, as a Secretary of State former... Ken Bennett, who's the current liaison between the Arizona Senate and the audit team, pointed out Georgia would be in the House, and we all know this for a fact. We had uh, Vernon Jones, previously a Democrat, turned Trump supporter, who is running for uh, the governor of state of Georgia, as well as Senator Burt Jones and Senator Brandon Beach, were the delegation of appointees who went down to Arizona to meet and to take a tour of the audit site there at the Veterans Memorial Coliseum. So they were in the house today. Those are the names of the representatives who went to go check it out. So now you know. Now, it just it, it's, it, it does bring a lot of concern. Now, we had this whole situation going on where uh, voter GA... Uh, headed by Garland Favorito, was supposed to be allowed to see the ballots in their 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 secure bunker, right? So that they could take higher resolution images of these ballots in order to do somewhat of an audit. Now, they clearly that's not a forensic audit, right? They want to just inspect the ballots based on the images they procure simply. Not a forensic audit, not as in-depth and grueling as what you see going on in Arizona, not as much manpower, not as much money to spend, nothing like that. They just wanted to scan the ballots and get a higher resolution to perform their investigation. Now, that's what they were supposed to be doing. And there was a judge out of Henry County, Georgia, by the name of Judge Amaro, a Democrat, who said, okay... Voter GA and Garland Favorito, you have every right to go ahead and do that. So now then you have to ask, what drove this judge to come to that conclusion? He's clearly a Democrat. He should clearly be bought out. He should be clearly a member of the swamp. Why would he allow them to do that? Why would he side with them? Because we already have several examples of where these types of judges, the corrupt judiciary, are able to get away with bottlenecking, with stopping, with dismissing, like they did over in Michigan and Antrim County, just threw the case out, right? They're able to get away with that stuff as a judge, right? Because judges are probably like, what, the most uh, highly mentally capacity type of persons in the land, I guess, I don't know. They're not the highest law of the land. That's the sheriff. But I guess maybe they're supposedly the most mentally stable. I have no idea. I don't know why. They trust these judges as if though they cannot be corrupted, as if though that they are not human, as if though they are infallible. It makes no sense, quite frankly. But still, they're the judge. 
gotta go with what they say, right? Well, Judge Brian Amaro from Henry, Henry County ruled that they could audit the Fulton County, Georgia ballots. It must proceed, he said. And then, the day before, Voter GA, Garland Favrito's group, and what? The Georgia Board of Elections were to meet at the secure bunker where all these absentee ballots taken place. We heard Donald Trump, President Trump, he made a statement about it. He was like, alarms went off. Alarms went off at the Georgia secure bunker for absentee ballots. We reported it here on the Sea Report. Everyone knew about it. Like, this was the most secure. Well, there were a lot more details in regards to what happened. Apparently, it happened at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Apparently, even though the Judge Amaro had already ordered troops to stand on guard there for, like, what, at least three or four or five days, even though that was already ordered by George Judge Amaro himself, the armed guards, the sheriff's deputies who were assigned to that post left at 4 p.m. in the afternoon. And shortly thereafter, the alarms went off. And when uh, other law enforcement arrived at the scene, no one was there. The door was wide open. So what? Is this bunker really secure? I mean, what happens to all the absentee ballots on the inside? Well... According to some reports, those absentee ballots were not touched. They were untouched. No one got into the room of the absentee ballots. But could you really be sure about that? I mean, apparently they were within a room, within a room, within a room. So whoever triggered the alarms at 4 p.m. on the afternoon, on a Georgia afternoon, did not get into that room with the ballots. But we don't know that for sure. So what we do know is that Garland Favorito is asking for the video footage. He wants the video footage of what was going on at that facility on a Sunday afternoon or Saturday afternoon at four o'clock just to make sure that no one indeed touched those ballots because allegedly the room was secure. Allegedly no one got in there. But at the same time, could you really trust what these people are doing? We've seen the shenanigans in New Hampshire. We've seen the shenanigans in Michigan. They tried to pull those shenanigans in Arizona, but they've been largely unable to uh, fulfill their own destiny there. But yes, so um, Georgia, they have attorneys back in court on June 21st. So that's what our, our latest update was. We had... We had a uh, judge, we had Judge Amaro uh, on the 27th saying, nope, you cannot go and look at those ballots at the secured site, even though a week prior he said it was okay. On the 27th, the day before it was supposed to happen, he said no. He's like, I say to thee nay. We had uh, the Georgia Board of Election uh, supervisors complaining. And since they complained, we're not going to let you do it. Bullshit. It's BS, right? BS. Because they complained. He said he 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 healed to them and he said, no, we can't do it. And the way it looked was it was going to be indefinite. But according to Garland Favorito, head of voter GA, who did not vote for Trump, by the way, he's not a Trump supporter, not a Trump supporter, but he recognizes the fraud and cares about the integrity of the elections here in the United States. According to him, they will be back in session prior to the July 4th holiday. So at that time, they can figure out whether or not they're going to move forward with this. 
Now we're talking about the the Fulton County, Georgia Board of Registration and Elections. Do you guys remember what we talked about yesterday on the C Report? Do you remember the two not-for-profit organizations that the United Nations and the State Department infiltrated in order for them to observe and undermine our elections? Was it not the National Association of Secretary of Snakes? And was it not the National Association of Board of Election Directors? Yes, it was. So keep that in mind as we move throughout the rest of this report tonight. We're talking about members of the National Board of Ele- Election Directors, if uh, I'm not uh, messing up the acronym there, but the globalists, the United Nations, the black hats, the swamp creatures, they figured out that we need to get a hold of the Secretary of Snakes and we need to get a hold of the Board of Directors of Elections in order to make sure that our um, our heist goes off as planned. And so those are the people that we'll be looking at tonight as we move through Georgia, as we move through North Carolina, as we move through Massachusetts. Because those are the targets of the United Nations. Those are the targets of the globalists. Those are the targets of the swamp creatures that have sought to undermine our elections. The Secretary of Snakes, and who knew that the Secretary of Snakes had a national not-for-profit organization called the National Association of Secretary of States? Who knew? I didn't know. I found out. I, I found out. And I'm like, whoa, well, these guys, they have, they have their own club. They have their own union. The National Association of Secretary of States. They meet together, just like the governors who Mike Pompeo called out for taking Chinese money. China. China money. Mike Pompeo called them out. We need to get Mike Pompeo, former Secretary of State, on these National Associations of Secretary of States. Because it is these snakes in this not-for-profit organization who we do not know where their money come from and we don't know where their money is going whom have single-handedly been the turnkey pawns that handed over our elections to fraudulent individuals that undermined our constitutional and basically stole our freedom. Because our voice is our vote is our freedom. Our vote is our freedom. It's a symbol of our freedom. If we can't vote and it means something, we have no freedom. Debt slaves aside, right? Okay, so Secretary of Snakes, it's the running theme here on the Sea Report. These are the ones. We got to look at them. They're coming up, guys. Okay, so now back to the story. All right, so here we go. We have Judge Amaro from Georgia in Henry County giving Fulton County the full access to do an audit. And then the day before it's supposed to happen... He pulls the strings, says, no, 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 no. The uh, Georgia Board of Elections said, uh, we have a problem with this. And then they tried to extend it as far as they could. But fortunately, we do know that they will be moving forward at least prior to 4th of July, right? But this is what we're talking about. We saw it in Michigan. We're seeing it trying to happen in Arizona. We've seen it with, we've seen it with uh, Judicial Watch when it comes to the Fauci emails. They will bottleneck all of that litigation and make it go as far as they can. They're like, okay, okay, Garland Favorito of Voter GA, you can, you can, you can press for our files. You can press to get a forensic audit, but we're gonna push it back six months. We're gonna push it back 
nine months. We're going to push it back a year because a year and a half from now, no one's going to care. And it'll already be 2022 and we'll already be doing our next set of elections and this will be obsolete. It won't matter anymore. That's the name of the game. Push it back as far as you can so that this way the sins look smaller than they are and no one cares about them by then. It's like, oh, you were raped 10 years ago. Who cares? It was 10 years ago. I don't think so. My body was still violated. My rights were still taken. They need to pay the price. That's all I'm saying. So Garland Favorito says, We have confirmed that there are five pallets of shrink-wrapped ballots in a county warehouse, and we will be in court on June 21st to resolve these motions. The front door was found unlocked and wide open in violation of court order. And we expect that the logistics will be resumed after the 4th of July holiday. So that's something coming out of Georgia. They're still going to move forward with it. And don't forget, this is a guy who did not support Trump. It's a man who cares about the integrity of the elections in this country. So be it, because that is our freedom. That is our voice. That is the ultimate, we are the envy, our vote is the envy of the world. People envy us because we can vote our voice, our freedom, our choice. That is who we are. We have to remain that way. Okay, so that was what was going on over there. Now, people are like, well, what caused all of this to happen? Like, what was the crux? What was the genesis of all of this? Now, there is a judge in Georgia... Uh, a judge by the name of Susie Voiles. This judge, this judge actually had her hands on the ballots in question. She had her hands on the ballots in question. The ones, she's one of the people who signed the affidavit who said, we have multiple Xerox copies of Joe Biden ballots in our election. So God bless this judge. She wasn't the only one. She was one of four individuals who signed a sworn affidavit on promise of was on, on, on promise of perjury. Like if this woman's lying, she going to jail. All right. Now, I don't know many people that would lie without believing they could get away with it on the threat of going to jail. Right. I mean, that's a big thing. Like when people hear affidavits, they don't think about, oh, they could be going to jail if they're caught lying. Yeah. That's a big thing, guys. Like, it's huge. It's like it's like swearing an oath. You know what I mean? Like, you lie on an affidavit that's perjury, and you could serve some jail time or some other type of penalty. But uh, uh, Judge Susie Voiles, she's one of the ones who blew the whistle. She noticed that there was an alarmingly odd pattern of uniformity in the markings that went for President-elect Biden. She also noticed that the absentee votes contained perfectly filled in uh, ovals for President-elect Biden. Um, She also noted that a lot of the darkened bubbles had an identical mark at the center of the bubble, which led her to believe that ain't no pen mark. That ain't no pencil or marker mark. That's got to be copyright Xerox. Because it's the same little bleach spot on all of these ballots. You know, and that's the thing about it. People who are so screwed up and like fraud 
on the Dem- well, you know, I say the Democrat side because we would all say that, but it could be on any side. Anyone who is so lost in their own world of deception would believe that people who think the way they think or vote the way that they vote will go along with it, but they forget the whole premise of their lie is false on the party. So even though we don't agree with Democrats, even though we don't agree with these liberal progressives, we can't forget that there are still some good-hearted people in there that just don't know what the hell is going on, you know? So my heart goes out to them because they think they're doing the right thing and they just don't realize that all of their leadership is corrupt. It's compartmentalized. Well, here you have the case in Georgia because this uh, Mrs. Voyles, a Democrat, the other three affidavits signed by witnesses who said, there's some fishy stuff going on here. They were all Xeroxed. They were all too crystal clean to have been mailed in. Uh, It did not look like pen ink. It looked like, you know, dried Xerox ink. They were all Democrats. And still, they had the integrity to go ahead and sign an affidavit saying that they believed that there was voter fraud in their state. So my hat goes off to them. Because they were not Trump supporters, they were not conservatives, they were not Republicans, they were Democrats. And even though their man won, they still had the integrity to make a call on the election fraud. And I'm not voting in favor of Democrats by any means, but what I am saying is that that's a a human being to me. Someone who can set aside their differences to ensure that the right, proper, and correct course is pursued is a human being, is a human, is, is, is someone who has morals, someone who has scruples, someone who was raised right. I don't know what you want to say, but I'm just saying that they deserve props, even though that they're not on one side or the other of the political line. They still had the cojones to call out the fraud that they saw, regardless of who won. Maybe they are bitter about the gas prices. Maybe they are bitter that our country is being overrun by millions of immigrant children with no parents, you know? But they still had the wherewithal to call them on it and sign those affidavits and get the ball moving, right? So those are some of the things that they saw. Those are some of the things that are very noble for them to have seen. Now, Voyles also said all of them were strangely pristine, like I was saying. She called them out as strangely pristine. She said that in her 20 years of monitoring the county elections, she'd never seen anything like that. Integrity. Apparently, she was not paid out. Apparently, she was not paid out like the Jokers were about to see. Because there were some Jokers. There were some Jokers. And those Jokers go by the name of Wandrea Shamos and Ruby Freeman. Now, you guys have probably heard about Wandrea Shea Moss and Ruby Freeman. Why don't we just bring up the affidavits on the screen? Okay, no, I'm sorry, not the affidavits. Let's look at the, let's look at the lawsuits, okay? Because these women have been subpoenaed. Okay, so here we have, uh, in the Superior Court of Fulton County, State of Georgia, uh, to Wandrea Shea Moss, 
Now, Wandrea Shamos and Ruby Freeman are two of the characters that booted out all of the conservative poll watchers and then went on to go ahead and uh, stuff the ballots into the counting machines and stuff them again and stuff them again. And they did it one or two or three times to ensure that their man, Joe Biden, won. But you know what? Joe Biden probably wasn't even their man. Their man was Ben Franklin. The guy on the $100 bill. That's who their man was. So anyways, here we go. It says right here, To Andrea Shamos, please take notice, pursuant to OCGA, etc., etc., that petitioners will take the videotaped deposition upon oral examination of Andrea Shamos on Thursday, June 10th. That's coming up in two days. Beginning at 10 a.m., Fulton County Attorney's Office at Government Center 141 Prior Street. In the presence of an officer duly authorized to administer oaths, said deposition will be taken by stenographic and videographic means. The witness will be examined on deposition for purposes of discovery and immediately thereafter be deposed for preservation of testimony for use at trial and for all other purposes allowed under the Georgia Civil Practice Act. The deposition will continue from day to day until examination said is completed. All parties and councils are invited to attend and examine the witness. So, Andrea Shea Moss. She was seen on video pulling buckets of ballots from underneath the counters, the counting counters, and stuffing the ballots several times into the counting machines. Is that a little fishy? Is that something that you normally see on election night? No. It's not. And yes, it is. So that is happening. Okay. Now, apparently it was part of a three-person strike team. The other one was her mama. Because apparently uh, the stinky mama is not far from the stinky child. And uh, this one goes to her mother, Ruby Freeman. It says, Dear Ruby, you are requested to appear in court. Just kidding. It doesn't say that. It says... Petitioner's notice of filing affidavits of service of subpoenas for production of evidence at a videotaped deposition. Come now! Carolyn Jeffords and Robin Soter, by and through their undersigned counsel, and hereby give a notice filing attached affidavits of service of subpoenas for production of evidence and a videotaped disposition on the following witnesses. David Makeover Alligood and Ruby Freeman. That one's short and sweet, guys. Short and sweet. And uh, they're calling them out. They are calling these people out because it's about time. They were caught on tape. They were uh, seen tossing conservative um, poll watchers out. I mean, it only serves to show that these people should, especially after the shenanigans they pulled. And, you know, it's a good thing, guys. It's a good thing. All of this is a good thing. Everything from what we're seeing with uh, the way they handled and manhandled and corrupted the local voting um, process all the way up to the corrupt judiciary, all the way up to the NGOs that are funding them. If we did not have what happened in 2020 with President Trump taking a back seat, we would not be moving forward. And it had to happen. It had to happen because tell you what. Prior to 2016, prior to 2000, prior to Trump, prior to Q, 
not even half of you guys were awake. And I don't mean half of you personally. I mean half of you generically. Was there 75 million plus 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 people awake before 2016? Was there 75 million plus 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 people awake before 2020? No, because I was there. Uh, it would take an arm and a leg to make someone understand what the Federal Reserve is. It would take an arm and a leg for people to understand the way that the government was working and how there were powers behind them that were colluding. But even I was able to find out the fine print, the detail, the inner cobwebs of the way that these vultures and these black widows work after Trump, after Q. And if they had handed Trump the presidency in 2020 as he just so rightfully deserved, there would have been blood in the streets, there would have been revolution, there would have been uh, people calling on dictatorship. It would have been a mess, guys. It would have been Myanmar 20, 20, 20 times. It had to go this way. It had to go this way. Far as we know as patriots who are hoping and wishing for this country to set its, set, set its course straight, we are walking through that valley right now. We are walking through that darkness at this moment. But as we walk through that darkness and as we stay strong, the light attaches itself to us and it wakes other people up. And that's what's happening. How long ago do you all remember a four-year presidency? How long ago in our history do you all remember a single-term president? How long ago? I can tell you since before I was born, we've had eight-term presidents, almost a decade. And by the end of their second term, we're so tired and jaded, we just want to see a change and we don't even care that they are part of the same two-headed party, single-party bird. And with Trump taking a step out four years in, it went from day to night, from black to white or white to black so quick. Not only could we see it as patriots, all of the naysayers, all the people who did not believe in just Trump, but the conservative or Republican message, they all saw it. They all saw it. Because all of a sudden, we went from Trump sucks, but America's doing pretty good. Uh, my wages are pretty good. Uh, gas is pretty cheap. Uh, inflation's pretty low. Jobs are going up to we love Biden, but gas is expensive. Inflation's going up. We don't have jobs. And they're forcing us to wear masks over our face, our eyes and our buttholes. Like, you know, so people are seeing it. it it's a blessing. It's one of those, it's one of, is it a catch 22? I don't know. Maybe it is a catch 22. I'm not sure. To me, it's not, honestly. It could be a double-edged sword, but because of the way things went down, we are clearly seeing the way it should be. And I'm sorry that you don't agree with these things, Daddy Discamori. But uh, thank you for raising up my viewership on Twitch because I need it. Okay. All right. So we're going to talk about Georgia now. We're at the top of the second hour. And we continue. Now, let's talk. Oh, wait. We're already talking about Georgia. We'll keep on going. Yeah. Hey. Uh, okay, guys. I'm going to get a little bit crass here. Forgive me. Uh, uh, Dedis Kamori. Says I've got poopy pants. 
He says he can smell them. Um, Dennis Kamori, would you like a face plant? <laughs> okay, let's keep on going. All right, let's go on to North Carolina. All right, now this is nice because I don't usually get to put other flags up on my show besides I've had Georgia, New Hampshire, and Arizona repeatedly, constantly on my show. But now we get to talk a little bit about North Carolina. Now, North Carolina has come up in the news because they have decided that they want an audit of the voting machines. So that's a start. Apparently, this, was, uh, this initiative was launched on the 5th the same day that President Trump gave his speech over there at the GOP convention, right? Okay, so let's see what they're all about. Now, we had a group of North Carolina Republican lawmakers from the General Assembly wanting the State Board of Elections, again, here we go, the National Association of Election Board or Election Committee, whatever. Okay, like these people who are in line with the uh, NASS, who are in line with the State Department, who are in line with the United Nations, who wants them to corrupt our elections. Same people. All right. Okay. So the North Carolina Republican lawmakers got a hold of these people and they wanted them to give them answers about the machines that were used to tabulate their votes. The lawmakers wanted the machines opened and allowed the people to investigate what happened in the 2020 presidential election. Now you have a North Carolina representative by the name of Jeff McNeely, who's also a member of the North Carolina House of Freedom Caucus, um, tell the SBOE, we are just trying to see if there are any legs to the rumors we hear about ballots and machines. We want to know if there's anything that could have changed by the machines. We gave them a deadline to get back to us. So they're pressing them for information on their machines, correct? He also said, I believe the information in what we call the hand of two eye audits needs to be public and we need to make sure those tallies match what the machines came up with. Currently, they are not public and they should be. We know that Mark Zuckerberg gave $5.6 million to counties in North Carolina, but we don't have any accounting on that. We are working on a bill that would make it law to evenly distribute that money to our 100 counties. But as it is now, we do not know where that money went and what it went for. So we'll pause there on his statement. Now, you all know we've talked about Mark Zuckerberg and his Zuckerbucks here in the United States, where he spent over $300 million, $300 million on like, what, 2,000 counties to boost up the progressives and boost up the Democrats areas. So now you have the people of North Carolina. It's probably going to be the same thing in Texas because Texas said no to the Dominion voting machines, but Texas said yes to Mark Zuckerberg's money. So we're going to have an audit on that soon. Now the people in North Carolina, they want an audit of how all that money was spent from Mark Zuckerberg in their counties. And they want it spread out to all their counties. But if you guys have been following the Sea Report or if you've been reading the headlines, then you know that Mark Zuckerberg said, you can only use this money in the specified counties that I approve of. So there you go right there. It's already a biased dollar amount. It's not nonpartisan because obviously they can target what counties are more Democrat progressive versus what counties are more Republican. And we can see that for a fact because in the state of North Carolina, where they're calling for an audit, even though the state went to President Trump, what? 
What? Okay, wait, 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 wait. Democrats and progressives have to go, what? They, President Trump won North Carolina and they want an audit? What is going on here? Why would the state of North Carolina, who declared President Trump as a winner, want an audit? It makes no sense. Well, I'll tell you why, ladies and gentlemen of the Democrat and progressive parties. It's because some of us believe in election integrity. Some of us believe that the integrity of our elections is paramount to our freedom and our voice and our vote all the same thing. And so even if President Trump won a certain state, he won Texas. I still want Texas audited. Texas should be audited. We So this way they can see that Trump won by like a way more than what was reported. I guarantee you that. And we can see where all of Zuckerberg's money went to. Let's audit the bitch. That's what I'm saying. Like, let's get this done. Like, let's audit every single state. I've been saying it. I've been saying it for 10 dang months. Ain't I been saying, okay, not maybe 10 months, maybe 10 weeks. But I've been saying it like we need to audit every state in the union because every state was touched by fraud. Even the ones that Trump won had fraud in them. And in order to make sure that our elections are secure moving forward, we must have an audit. Fortunately, we have the state of Arizona leading the way with the golden standard of audits and you know we probably won't have that here in texas but at least maybe they'll audit the zuckerbucks or something like that but north carolina they trump won in north carolina i mean maybe it took a week it took a week for trump to be declared the winner but even that's a problem because election day which went to election week and a half they were like, oh, it's okay. We'll still have, uh, we'll still have the uh, election counting going on nine days after the audit is over. Nine days after the election's over, they still have votes coming in. They're still counting votes. We're not Venezuela. I'm sorry. Maybe the socialist, progressive, Marxist, communist bastards who are trying to ruin our country will learn. Americans will never lay down like Venezuelans. Americans will never lay down like the people of this world that let these socialist communists take over their country by means of corrupting their political electoral system. We will never do it. And this will be a lesson to you guys moving forward. You think you can pull these games with us here in America? We're going to audit you guys. We're going to audit you guys stronger than the IRS. Like the IRS, you got to be afraid of. You got to be afraid of the American people. The American people are going to come for you. We're going to get our audits done. And you're going to find out you cannot pull these same shenanigans that you do in other socialist countries. We're not going to lay down like the people of South America. We're not going to lay down like the people of Central America. We're not going to lay down like the people of Eurasia. We're not going to do it. We've got guns and we're going to use them. Okay. So I'm not saying that we're going to go shooting, but what I am going to say is we're going to shoot our mouths off and we're going to shoot off our opinions and we're going to get the job done. Okay. So that's what's happening now. That's what you see going on in North Carolina where Trump won, but we're still going to push for an audit. There was so many irregularities over in North Carolina. There were so many irregularities that a Democrat is the one who brought this to their attention. A Democrat was like, how on earth can Trump win the election and other Republican people win the election? But in two counties, two counties where all the millennial college university students go and live, you had Democrats like and Biden boosted out the roof. 
you had Biden. Uh, let me see. What were the name of the counties? The name of the counties in North Carolina that were like through the roof, right? They were through the roof for Biden and the Democrats. Okay, let me see. I got I got the information here. Don't call me on it. I got I got the information here. North Carolina. We had uh, Orange County and Durham County. Orange County and Durham County. Those are the most Democrat counties in North Carolina. And this was brought to the attention of the legislators by a Democrat. Okay. And they said, they said in Orange County and in Durham County, you had the vote through the roof for Biden. And yet you didn't see that anywhere else in North Carolina. Like it was less than 60 or 70%. Everything went to Trump. And yet, and yet, uh, Biden almost won, and there was a senator who won in a landslide. Like, they're like, it doesn't make sense. They're like, everywhere else, no one voted for this person. But still, this person won. And you know what that tells me? That tells me that North Carolina is so red, it's so conservative, that they did not have enough fake ballots in North Carolina to pull it off. Lord knows they tried. They had nine extra days to pull it off and they still could not do it. Insane, guys. Insane. So now you have members of the Freedom Caucus in North Carolina calling for the machines to be audited. Looks like, maybe quite soon and possibly... They could be calling for a forensic audit of the same state. We'll have to see if that happens. I think it's quite possible. I think it's quite possible. Uh, we'll go ahead and skip that stuff. Let's go over to the state of Massachusetts. Now, we don't get to talk about Massachusetts too often either. But we had the same kind of scenario going on in Massachusetts. Now... Massachusetts had a very concerned citizen. Some of you all probably know this man. Some of you all probably seen this man's videos. You've read this man's articles. You might have even voted for this man. But it's a man by the name of Dr. Shiva. And he has uncovered an anomaly inside of Massachusetts that kind of mirrors the stuff that was going on in Michigan. Okay, he identified a pattern in the results of the 2020 primary and he saw an anomaly in the presidential election that were very close to what was going on in Michigan. Now, at the beginning of December 2020, initially with a request made verbally and in person, he asked the Marshall Field town clerk for election reports for the 2020 local elections and the November 3rd national election. And he was given copies of files on an Excel-like format that said that the local election had 14,000 plus voters, but what he received only showed 11,000 voters. So just like Michigan, where you have one number in hand and one number on file, you count 11,000, that's what you get. But on file in the computer, you have 14,000. What's going on here? Like, why is there such a discrepancy? And that wasn't the only time that happened. It also happened, that was during the primary, then during the general, he gets a number of 16,000. 
But on hand, they only have 13,000. And yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm adding a zero to those, but it's okay. We're going to keep on going. The point being that there is that big of a discrepancy, just like you saw in Antrim in Michigan. That's what he was finding in Massachusetts. So now they're going to start to call for a type of audit over in Massachusetts. Now, my heart goes out. I had a buddy in Massachusetts. His name was Magadon. He's had some hard times over in Massachusetts. Some hard times. And my prayers go out to him and to his family for the, their well-being, you know. But he's told me about some of the shenanigans that went over there in Massachusetts. But the point being here that they are finding this other type of discrepancy. Now, in regards to... Oh, that's Corona. My bad. Oh, it's gone. Oh, I don't know where it went. Okay, I had a document, but it's not here on the screen, uh, where they were basically providing him with runaround information. So again, they're always trying to push back litigation. They're always bottlenecking jurisprudence. They're always, always stopping it up. And they can get away with this, but that's kind of what this guy was going through there. But the Commonwealth of Massachusetts reached out to the clerk and encouraged them to provide adequate records for the readers. But it appears that no one was interested in maintaining the law in that situation. So there you go again. You have the uh, the Board of Elector Commissioners, Board of Election Supervisors. It all goes back to that. The deep state, the globalists, they knew if we can get ourselves embedded with the National Association of Secretary of States, just like China got embedded with the governors, they got embedded with the National Secretary of Secretary of States and also the National Board of Election Directors, that they could basically manhandle the entire situation in America. And they had the United Nations here in our country observing them to undermine us. And that is basically where we are, ladies and gentlemen. It is a crisis beyond compare. And I'm glad you all were here to hear it with me tonight on the Sea Report during this late edition. It's been a fun time. It's been a fun time. Um, okay, guys, so we're basically wrapping it up. Uh, it seems like I'm just not going to get to this COVID information. I have some, it's not urgent information. It's not the urgent urgencies. Uh, you can go and listen to any of the other podcasts and any of the other live streams here on the Foxhole app or abroad or read your headlines, right? And you'll know what I'm talking about. Uh, but we'll see what we do tomorrow here at the Sea Report. Uh, I do not know what time we'll be on tomorrow at the Sea Report. But again, if you are over at pilled.net, do subscribe, which means follow. Do subscribe. Hit the, excuse me, hit the bell. And you'll get a notification of when I'm going live here at the Sea Report. If you don't want to miss it. If you're the kind of person that likes to watch these programs live, I would most definitely encourage you. Otherwise, there's always the replay. There's always, the, or you can also tune in to the podcast. Now, again, as I've said before, the podcast, is this the podcast address? The podcast over at anchor.fm slash the C report. We have much more crisp sound and it usually uh, is uh, placed on podcast within, you know, 12 to 24 hours of the podcast airing here on anchor. I mean, here at the Foxhole app, uh, you can catch it there or subscribe to the C report at any of your favorite podcast players, whichever one you prefer to listen to. I don't make any judgments on anything that you guys do. So it's all up to you what you'd like to do. Um, and also make sure that if you have the chance, check me out at my rumble. That is rumble.com slash C slash the C report. Now, very soon, 
and I've been saying this for about a week now, but very soon I will have every episode of The Sea Report uploaded to my Rumble. We started Monday through Friday on February 1st, 2021, and we've been on the air every day except for last Friday. <laughs> except for last Friday, The Sea Report has been on the air every day of the week, bringing you the headlines and my analysis on um, uh, kind of what I see going on. And um, if you guys appreciate what we're doing here at the Sea Report, we appreciate any um, any donations from gold pills or otherwise that you send our way because uh, that's kind of how I'm staying on the podcast. And right now, my goal is to make sure to bring you guys some good sound quality uh, here on the Sea Report because I'm kind of like, I'm kind of refraining from showing you guys any video clips because, man, the sound quality on that is pretty bad. But you know what? You guys still hang out with me and my heart just expands knowing that even though I have terrible sound, y'all guys don't mind and you'll still come back and listen to the listen to the show. So thank you so much for that, guys. It, it really means a lot. It, it's It's been quite a journey here on the Sea Report for myself, hanging out with a lot of you all and just doing my thing and uh, being able to be a part of, um, I mean, you're otherwise for the information that you guys receive, it, it means a lot, uh, that you guys trust my analysis and that you enjoy what I have to offer, uh, because, uh, that's a gift in life that not many of us get to have. And, uh, it's just my simple mind, my simple mind and just the things that I see. So thank you very much for that, guys. Uh, I really do appreciate that. And, uh, I think I will leave it there. I think I'll leave it there. Now, before I go, Allow me to release the scratch off. Okay, so give me just a sec so I can get this going. And uh, I will release this scratch off for you all. Um, happy gambling and uh, etc. <laughs> oh, I gotta say first. Okay, so let's see what we got. Just Jules, thank you very much for the can donation. I was quite thirsty. Um, tea Anomaly, another can. Algorithm is Asho. <laughs> Al Gore, how dare you? Okay, all right, let's go on. Um, you guys are just awesome. Thank you for tuning in tonight. I had a really good time. I hope you guys did too. Uh, let's see. We'll do a chat recap tomorrow, I promise you. So I'm not going to get... Babs, hey Babs, what's up? I'm not going to get to all of you guys tonight, obviously. But I will. we will do a chat recap tomorrow. Because if I were to chat with the trolls in Twitch and my family in Foxhole, I would never get through the C report and you guys would be here for three or four hours. And I can't do that to you because I have chores. Okay, so let's see here. Here, here. Um, T Anomaly gifted the can. Thank you so much, Mr. T Anomaly or Mrs. T Anomaly, whichever you may be. Oh, pushing them buttons here. T-Anomaly with the shades. God, I'm getting a lot of love from T-Anomaly tonight. T-Anomaly, thank you. I appreciate you. Um, and and T-Anomaly. T-Anomaly. <laughs> I feel like I should have you on a personal mailing list or something. And is that it? No, there's probably more. Okay, I know there's more from the beginning. Let's see here. What am I? Oh, here we go. This is what I'm looking for. This is what I'm looking for. I'm looking for this. Okay. Oh, no. Okay. All right. Let me release the lotto ticket. Let me release the lotto ticket. Come on, then. Come on, then. Oh. Tells me it's not responding. 
Okay, it's okay. We, we can figure this out. We'll figure this out together. We're running on overtime, but you know what? I get to do that because it's late at night, and uh, this has been fun. What do you think? Should I run my pro? Uh, should I run the? Should I run the live stream later? I mean, I started at four Texas time, five Eastern time, Trump time, and then uh, because of a lot of stuff going on in the family and stuff like that, I've had to kind of skip around when I go on. But uh, it's been really fun tonight. It's been really fun. Let's see. Wow. Thank you, guys. I hit over 1050 tonight. Thank you. Thank you so much. That's that means a lot. It means a lot. You guys are awesome. Y'all are so awesome. Thank you so much. Okay. All right. Okay. Finally, guys, I think I'm going to be able to release the scratch off. Just give me one more second. Okay. Thank you for the cookie, Babs. Oh, you're a sweetheart, Babs. Thank you. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Why is it not appearing on my... According to my personal pilled, I am not live. I got some more followers. Yay. I got some more blue pills. You know, I was thinking about putting my blue pills. <laughs> I was thinking about putting my blue pills on my Discord. You know, because I have all my receipts. Anyways, okay. Just to, just to be fun, you know. I don't like being petty, but a little drama now and then is always fun. Especially when people are being petty. But it's okay. Everyone has the right to disagree with me. Okay. Here we go, guys. I'm going to release the lotto ticket. I finally got there. All right. Here we go. Are you ready? Ready! Release the lotto ticket! And it's released. <laughs> okay. Happy scratching, everybody. I hope you had a great night here on the Sea Report. I will be back tomorrow with more Sea Report for you. Until then, you all have a great night, a great sleep, and a great breakfast. Because I probably won't see you in the morning. But I still hope you have a great one out of the way. And don't forget, America. We love you. We won't forget you. And we most definitely have your back. We'll see you next time. This is Mr. C signing out.